Because if you have those ingredients, it's almost impossible for you to fail. Hey, welcome back to Leading Matters. If it's your first time here, I am truly happy to have you. That's one of the awesome things about doing this. It's rewarding, really, to get my guest's perspective out to as many people as possible. So I thank you for participating in that. My guest today, you're going to love this guy. He is, uh, man, I, I love him. He's a great guy. He's got incredible energy and power. And listen, one of the things I try to do is have as many unique perspectives across as many different industries. Uh, sometimes we get into politics, sometimes we get into culture, because I think all of these elements are what impact the ability to lead effectively and to motivate those that we work with, those that we work for, those that we sell to. My guest today, Dean Vagnozzi, does all of that. He has an infectious personality. I've known him most of my life, quite frankly. We've had the good fortune of working together here and there. He does things differently. You're going to hear about that. And he talks a lot about investing in self and believing in what you're doing. In other words, what I loved, he says at one point that he treats his investments in himself as if he is the retirement planner. Now, he's a financial planner, so that's his like perspective. But he treats himself as the most important element of his long-term financial plan is, is his abilities and his ability to serve and to get paid for that service. He has helped hundreds. You're going to love what he has to say today. I think it's going to give you a really uh, unique perspective on not just what he does, but more importantly, unique perspective on how you're going about leading your company, your team, your entrepreneurial efforts, whatever it may be. So let's uh, get over this introduction now and jump into my chat with Dean Vagnozzi. My guest today has an infectiously positive personality and is as high energy as high energy gets. In 2004, he stepped away from a very rewarding career in enterprise software consulting to start something completely new, personal financial planning. Now, he immediately found the industry was a sea of sameness, all underserving the eventual client. And to be able to succeed and help as many people as he possibly could, he knew that he would have to do something to stand out. Now, some 13 very successful years later, he has helped hundreds, if not thousands, of people with their long-term financial plan and has recently authored a new book, A Better Financial Plan, Significantly Improve Your Finances Without the Help of Wall Street. He is Dean Vagnozzi, and I'm very happy to have him with us today on Leading Matters. Dean, thanks for being here. Oh, Joel, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Uh, listen, I'm so excited to have you on. You know, Dean and I, for the sake of the audience, we know each other uh, since we were probably in elementary school and done a little bit of work here and there. But one of the things that I really have been chasing Dean down to get on the show is just to talk about not just what he does, because that's obviously interesting and important and helpful, but more importantly, what and how he was able to break into this industry by doing really something counter to what most people were doing. So, Dean, just to get started, help my audience understand what it is you do, and then more importantly, how you took and why you thought you needed to take a different approach to what was happening in the industry. Okay, sure, Joel. I'll give you a, a try not to make it too long, and if you need me to elaborate on anything, you let me know. But uh, as you said, um, I had a, um, uh, I was in the software business, and uh, and and. and during, everybody knows, 2001, 2002, uh, the market was getting crushed. We had three years of market declines. Well, uh, so for me, you know, I had a portfolio that was getting, you know, crushed like everybody else, but there was something in my portfolio that wasn't losing money, and I had, I had a very large cash value 
life insurance policy, right? That that every all the all the financial experts out there uh, tell you that you know that's a it's a bad place to save money. You should you can do better elsewhere. Well, it was the only thing I had in my portfolio that wasn't losing money. It was getting consistent growth without all the volatility. And I had such a positive experience. I started telling all my friends about owning cash value life insurance. And one by one, they started becoming clients of the agent that I was working with. And uh, the lunchroom, uh, you know, the, 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 when I would go to lunch with my guys in the software business, we just, they, they were having positive experience. And in 2004, I, I made an about face. I had my fourth child. I got into a, a, mor- a, a large home with a large mortgage based on the money I was making in the software business. And I did an about face and, and got into the financial planning business specifically around life insurance. And I became, in essence, a life insurance salesman. Well, fast, and I did so. I did that successfully for uh, you know ten years, uh, about eight eight years into it or so. Um, I became aware of what's called a life settlement. A life settlement is when you when you buy the life insurance policies from elderly people. There's a I, I learned that there's a massive industry of elderly people that that all the all the there's 10,000 people a day retiring and a lot of them need money and a lot of them have these life insurance policies that they want to sell so what I do and again I can elaborate this uh, as we go if you if you like but I, I started I started representing investors to buy these life insurance policies Joel from these elderly people they were getting top dollar for the policy so they were happy and my investors had an asset class that didn't have any fluctuation, was going to do very well for them. And uh, But I think maybe the most important thing you're looking for here is it allowed me to be unique and different because there's not – I don't know if there's anybody within 500 miles of me doing this. And um, bottom line is my business has exploded. People are looking for safe alternative investments, and that's what this is. And my business has just gone uh, – 90% of my income is, is related to not life insurance, but these life settlements. So, Joel, I'm hopeful that's not too long-winded, but is, is that enough detail? Yeah, that no, you're... it's good. It's good. I like that, right? Because, one, listen, Dean, the, I always – when I have people on, I always talk about the necessity of, of really believing in what you're doing. And great leaders do that, right? They And great salespeople do it. In other words, if they're not completely sold on what it is they're selling, it's difficult for them to be successful. You believe in it, right? You live it. You breathe it. If any, I've seen you speak multiple times, and it just – you know, you, you drip sincerity, you know. Um, but I also know, having, you know, had the opportunity to work with you here and there, that people have a negative connotation about some of the things you're talking about. So how do you overcome that, right? In other words, you know, here's an industry which people like to critique, and there's a lot, there's probably more terrible actors in the industry that do it the wrong way than there are people like you that do it the right way. So facing that, as a reality, I mean, how did you really, I know you had the personal success, but what is it for you that allowed you to believe in what you're doing, be creative with uh, things like life settlements, to structure them in a way that despite the, the, the naysayers and the critics, that you're going to be able to positively communicate it to those that you're seeking to sell to? Well, um, A, you know, I, I've surrounded myself with a team of reputable attorneys and and uh, uh, just just reputable organizations to, to to put an infrastructure to, together 
uh, you know, to make this, you know, above board and transparent. But Joel, I wanted to before I before I forget it. You know, you did a you did a car cast the other day that was that was spot on to answering this question. It's education and it's information, and and I have no shortage of material and proof that we're doing it right. So so when people first when people first understand that, gosh, I can help them make money when people pass away. When other people pass away, there is this negative, like, wow, that sounds that sounds ghoulish, right? What are you what kind of creep are you, Dean? So there is an initial shock and all on that on the investment. But but as people dig into this, and and your car cast talked about giving more data rather than less data, because that's what our cost my ideal customer wants to do the homework to look into this. The person who's not interested. The person who who is mediocre when on a is moderately concerned about improving their finances won't do the due diligence needed. But my ideal client is someone who is serious about their finances as, and will look at all the data and proof and validation that I give them uh, that, that that allows them to see that this investment is great. It's fantastic for the elderly person, because that elderly person is getting three to five times the money for their policy from, from us, my me and my investors, as the insurance company would pay them. Um, and it's good for as an investment because hmm, last time I checked, everybody's gonna pass away. And um, it's just a matter of structuring, you know, that my client doesn't need the money anytime soon. But bottom line, the answer to your question is, I have no shortage of data and educational material that the more someone looks into what I do, the more they're going to say, wow, this guy's doing it right. And this is really good. This is a win for the elderly person. This is a win for me. Uh, and you hit that, like I said, on a recent car cast where you talked about that, you know, serious, serious prospects want all that data and don't worry about if, is it, are you giving them too much info? You know what I mean? You can't worry about that. That's what these people want. Yeah. No, listen, I, 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 hear that and I'm glad that you, you bring the idea of providing more information and not being kind of obscure and and and, and um, you know selective with what you're offering up or not too high level now another thing Dean that I love that you do is and I know I, we don't have to get into the details of how these life settlements are structured but just for the sake of the audience what, what Dean does is he leverages the way that certain things can be built and he makes it net helps him make the life settlements accessible to people that normally wouldn't have access to that. And there's an, there's like a creative product development element in there, right? In other words, you, you didn't wait around for somebody to give you the idea. You said, hey, listen, we this is such a valuable benefit to the people that I serve because you just did a great job of articulating this is the type of person that I know is my perfect prospect. And oh, by the way, it helps them significantly. And oh, by the way, it helps the senior in this case with life settlements. So you sought out an idea to, to structure it to make it accessible for more people. Now, Talk about that a little bit. In other words, how how is it that you're able to be creative with how you're structuring the product without, you know, looking for the the permission or the license from someone else to do it? I mean, is that something that leaders in general should be looking to do more of, seek different alternatives for delivering something to their to their marketplace? So the first thing out of your mouth uh, when you, when we started this was you you hit the, you, you said the word passion and, and infectious. Um, I know you are that you're like that with your business. 
And I've heard that people have said that to me a million times about me. I, I, I genuinely believe in what I'm doing. I think I've got the greatest financial investment tool in, in existence. And, and I had a hunch, I had a hunch that when I put this together, like I had a hunch, a strong hunch that this could work. I didn't know for sure. Obviously, if I knew for sure, you know, uh, I, you know, I, that, that what's so what's so great about that? If anything was a sure thing, I had a hunch it can work. I, I ran it by a few people, not necessarily needing their 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 buy-in, but, um, and I didn't go in this. I didn't put my toe in the water. I jumped in. Failure wasn't an option, um, and I just uh, and you need to have the you need to have the passion, and the belief, the sincere belief. And then what you're doing is good, uh, or or because if you have those ingredients, it's almost impossible for you to fail. Um, so again, it's it's the you know I I, I went with my gut. I, I don't know maybe the listeners have heard something like this, but I've heard a long time ago that every year every year all of us think of three or four things that if we acted on, would you'd make millions on. The problem is nobody acts. People think they like they they think something's a good idea. They just don't have the courage or or the confidence to move forward and, and to act. And um, you know you got you got to do that. That's that's the difference of between the you know the leaders, the successful people, and the ones that you know the the dreamers. The dreamers dream, right? <laughs> you know, that can only go so far. You got to you got to get up and take action. And that's what I've I've always done that. Yeah, listen, I, I can uh, attest to that. I, I see I see that. And I, again, I know that's again why I wanted to have you on the show because I, if it could be done in this industry that's been around for literally hundreds of years and you create new ways and new approaches to go about it and you're informing and educating at a high level with a high level of detail, then surely it could happen in just about any business that's out there, I believe. But I'm curious, Dean, you know, you do a really good job of uh, – taking good care of those that you serve and it it kind of rewards it kind of comes back to you right because when you have something new or you want to i know you've raised money through your professional network i know that you've you've had them invite their uh connections out to your big events and you always pack a room with like 100 to 200 people and, and look i know that industry a little bit people would kill for that right so talk to me about the necessity of taking care of those of those that you serve and the, and the power that comes back to you by doing those sorts of things well, obviously, you know, you, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I have a good, I have a good product, right? If I, but your good product, if you're a jerk and if you got lousy, you know, communication skills with your clients and you, and you don't return their calls and you don't do all that customer service stuff, I mean, that's eventually going to bite you in the, in the, in the rear end, regardless of what, of a, what kind of a product or service you offer. So that's a, that's a given, right? You can't, you know, you got to, I, I have clients that love the investment, but I pride myself in having great relationships uh, with my clients. Um, I, I'm as many. I'm friends with most of them. I can go out and have a, a beer with and and get have a great conversation with them. Uh, so that's important. Um, but uh, you know, you just again, you gotta, Joel. I've said this a million times. I think marketing. I'm always thinking of how do I get in front of the next person. And it's it's um, and there's too many people that focus on the product that they have or the service uh, without. I mean, there's a million in the financial services business. There's a there's a million smart, hard, hardworking, ethical, sincere financial advisors out there that are good guys that are starving because they don't they don't 
put enough focus and emphasis on building their business and 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 putting mechanisms and strategies in place to see clients. Um, I, I, you know this. I, I am a marketer first and foremost, and it's because of of, of my marketing awareness and. Uh, it allows me to see no shortage of people. And as a result, you know, I've done okay. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully that answers your question. It does. No, it does. And listen, let me, let me explore that a little bit, right? Because I also know you are not afraid to test new things out and spend money, right? In other words, you've done everything from radio to television. You've done social media advertising. We'll talk about your book in a little bit, but you're not afraid to, to lay a bet, right? And there's two ways to look at that, right? In other words, a conservative view where I don't want to lose the money on what I'm spending with my marketing or my advertising, or the alternative, hey, if I spend X, all I need to earn is Y and it pays for itself. You have that latter view. But talk to me about your willingness of testing new things out and your drive. And well, I have a question to follow up on that, but just talk to me about what motivates you to continuously, look, you've been at it for, for 13 plus years you're doing things today that you weren't doing even a year ago. So you're continuously reinventing how you're connecting with people and, and what motivates you to do that. And then how do you, how, you know, how do you get the, the, uh, you know, the courage enough to, to lay down the dollars to test things out, especially when they might not work? Well, first of all, everybody needs to realize that not everything works. Uh, I've had a lot of marketing related efforts that have worked, but uh, I'm the first one to tell you I've done I, I've had billboards on highways. I've uh, I've had uh, I've done direct mail pieces that haven't worked. I've done social media work uh, marketing that's worked and some hasn't worked. So not everything works. So I don't want to give the impression that it does. But you have to you have to invest in yourself. Um, you know, if any if you're an entrepreneur, I'm assuming most of the people listening to this either are entrepreneurs uh, or they want to be an entrepreneur somehow. You. you uh, you know, don't get me wrong. You need you can't put all your eggs into your business. You can't. You got to be able to put money in another piggy bank somewhere for you know the, your later years. But that being said, you got to have the ability to treat your own business and, and your passion and your belief. You got to treat yourself as your as your retirement vehicle. And that's the way I look at it. I don't look at it. I look at it as I'm 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 putting money. You buy. You put money in, in the stock market. Some investments go up. Some go down. Uh, some marketing I do work, some doesn't. But so just through trial and error, uh, through educated guesses, by working with professionals like people like you who can help, you know, shorten the learning curve. I mean, that that that's, you know what, Joel, let me just stress that. I, I do a lot of stuff on my own, but there's so much educational stuff out there. There's so many professionals that can help you know, to help guide people, there, you, you don't need, you're, you're only going to do this in a vacuum if you choose to. Go out, don't be penny wise, pound foolish, surround yourself with a team of people. Joel, and you know I wrote this book and, and I have a whole chapter on team, team when it comes to financial planning. Well, guess what? You can have a team when it comes to, you know, marketing and getting the word out on what you do. Surround yourself with people like Joel. Did Joel be the first one to admit, right? You don't have all the answers. Right. Absolutely. True. True. It, it, surround yourself. Although I tell my that, wife I got all the answers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she did. You know, anyway, my wife wouldn't even think of buying into that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, surround yourself with pe people. You can't be scared to bet, bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. It's, it's, just, it's the best bet you can ever make yourself. No, I like that. Right. Because if you look at it as as, hey, you are investing in what you do 
Uh, and and do you find, Dean, that look, I'm I'm sure you've you've had your days that have been more challenging than others, right? But what I find, and I always share this, you know, if I have smaller business leaders on, I always talk about the necessity of, of maintaining a level of confidence. Because if that confidence is shaken, it makes, it makes what you're doing a lot harder. I mean, do you find that to be true that if, if, you're, if you don't have that level of confidence, not a false sense of confidence, but a sincere belief in your abilities and what you're doing and that you are truly investing in your abilities that you do believe in, that if, you know, how do you maintain that level of confidence? And, and is it an important thing to what you do on the daily? Oh, that's, uh, that could be a 20 minute answer, but the short answer, try the shit. Look, you, you, what's the saying? You got to fake it until you make it. Um, uh, I, I believe you know, I, my confidence level in what I'm doing is a hundred times stronger than it was. I always believed in myself. So I don't want to think that I, I know I always believed in my work ethic and all that, that, that makes work ethic and your passion will cover a lot of shortcomings in other areas. But I believe in what I'm doing. And and now when customers come in, when I first get, got into this life settlement industry and I started marketing what I do, and my first you know bunch of clients, I would have people that would question what I'm doing and is it this? They they would just they, and I, there was there was a there was a chink like a, a crack I'd say. And every now and then you start, wow, is this guy right or wrong? I just over time I just know what I'm doing is right. I've done things properly. Uh, I've had so much success with my customers. Uh, I have a, I have a, uh, hate to use the word swagger with when someone comes in, I know that what I'm doing is better in my strong belief. My investment offering is better than what they've got. And it shows, and the more, the stronger it shows, the more clients I get. So um, confidence is in, in belief, a sincere belief, sincere belief in what you're doing is it will, will will do so much to help improve your business. No, that's that's a good one too because I think confidence breeds confidence in others, right? In other words, it, I said you, were, you have this infectious energy about you and I, I think that's similar. It's funny, just to segue, my, my wife knew I was talking today and she's like always glad when you talk to Dean because your mood's so much better when you talk to him, you know, because I think that, and that says a lot. I think the listeners should take that into account that if we're able to deliver that level of confidence to our clients and to our marketplace, uh, then it kind of it kind of reaps rewards, right? Because people that are around us kind of feel that as well. Dean, talk to me about the, about the book. I know that for many years you did uh, dinner seminars, like a lot of financial planners do. I know it's not the most ideal uh, approach in the world because you're out late at night and maybe not eating as great as you would like to, but it, it works. Uh, but you always had the desire to to put your seminar kind of in a book so it would reach more people. So talk to me about what motivated you to finally write the book, and then I'm curious, you know, tell us a little bit about about the book. Uh, well, the book is is centered around how I got it. The, the book is centered more on what is wrong with traditional planning. People put put you know people have been led to believe that the the first thing you should do when it comes to ma- uh, retirement planning is maxing out a 401k and open up an IRA and put your money in a vehicle you can't touch for 20 or 30 years. Uh, you know, Joel, there, there's not a, not, there's not a successful, there's not a successful individual in the world. How's this for a confidence statement that, that had became successful and became, um, financially independent because they maxed out their 401k, not one. And, and, uh, I'm just not a believer in it. So the first, my book and my book talks about, you gotta be. You gotta put your money in positions 
that that people that you have access to it when other business opportunities come up uh, to that that will truly allow you either to expand a business or to invest in something in somebody else's business or make another investment uh, that can really do well for you. Uh, and I found that that was my those life insurance policies that I own. My having access to the cash value of my life insurance policy allowed me to do a lot of real estate investing. Allow allowed me to make a career change. Um, so so I just my point is that the book it tells my own personal story of how not following a crowd. I don't follow the crowd with my finances. And again, I and I tried to articulate that in a book that that. Uh, go think their listeners. Every one of the listeners knows a high net worth person. Well, that high net worth person didn't become high net worth because they followed the crowd with their finances. They didn't put they didn't become rich because they locked their money up in a 401k. So it's the same thing with your business. So, again, with everything you're trying to do here, Joel, you, you're not going to get you're not going to you're not going to be successful in anything following the crowd, whether it be your finances or business success, you got to be different. And uh, you know, I did the as you said, Joel. I delivered this message in these uh, once, twice a week for ten years, and that's how I get, got so many clients. Uh, putting it in a book format allowed me to right or wrong just gets incredibility. You, you, if you're an author, you know people look at you differently, and I've clearly seen that. People are so impressed that I wrote a book, whether they should or shouldn't. Me, different story. But I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do it, as you know. Um, but it has definitely brought credibility to my message. So, Dean, that's that's good. I think I'm going to uh, kind of start to wrap it up because I think I want to leave it on that note. And I've read the book. It's definitely – look, I would encourage people to pick it up because it will give you an absolutely different perspective on, hey, how we as Americans think about our long-term planning, how it's kind of – disintegrated as far as what it is in the 401k was intended to be and then some great alternatives at the end and look we started off talking about dean getting into the life insurance business and what's awesome about what dean does is that he met look life insurance is a product and he leverages the product for a unique use and a unique purpose is it for everybody maybe not but it's for the right people it makes a big difference and i could tell you that um, for sure so what i'd like you to do dean is help us understand where they can learn more about you what you do and where they might be able to pick up the book Guess what? The, my book is only sold at this point on my website, uh, www.abetterfinancialplan.com, abetterfinancialplan.com. We allow people to download for free the first three chapters. Uh, you know, it's, I didn't write the book to make money in the book, Joel. You know, I, I, that's not even the case. Uh, uh, I, I wrote it for just to, to, again, bring credibility to everything I'm doing. The three chapters, the first three chapters will help you look at, they can download it for free. It'll help you look at your traditional financial plan in a whole new light that you've never heard. And if you like, obviously, the first three chapters, I'm confident you'll, you know, you'll download the book. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll pay 20 bucks for the book again. It's not about me making money on the book. It's just uh, helping getting the word out about what we do. So uh, that's where you get it. Very good. So I will link that up in the show notes. And again, we've been speaking with Dean Vagnozzi. Uh, I think you could tell just from listening to him for the past 20 minutes or so that that high energy bit is absolutely a reality. So go visit his site, take a look at the first three chapters and get an idea and a sense for the unique way that Dean approaches his practice. And Dean, thanks again for being with me today on Leading Matters. No, Joel, I appreciate you having me and, and best of luck to all the listeners. 